entitled the message today, In the Pits. I believe that God is using this relationship series to change the trajectory of our church by teaching us the importance of having healthy relationships. But in that pursuit of a healthy relationship, we sometimes want God to okay our path when it doesn't line up with his standards. And when we do that, we begin to get frustrated. So I want you to tell the person next to you, in front of you, just shout it out, text it. I want a plan for my relationship. Go ahead and say it. I want a plan for my relationship because it's important that we have a plan. Can I tell you today that no matter where your relationship is, God wants for each of us to be successful. That means that we have to live our life according to the principles in God's word. In today's message, we will see how the Lord intends to move us from the pit to the palace. And in doing that, I want to look at Joseph and what he went through to get to his destination. And you might be at a place today where you can't see the finish line. You might be at a place that your current path seems to be a dead end. But can I tell you that there is a promise, a promise from God that he will always be there no matter what type of relationship that you're in, no matter what the circumstances that you're facing, no matter what the storms that you're in. There's a story about Thomas Carlyle that I'd like to share with you real quick. Thomas was married, Thomas married his secretary, whom he loved. But in the, in the process of that relationship, he was thoughtless and he was absorbed in his own activities and interests, still treating her like a secretary. Later, she was stricken with cancer, confined to bed until her death. And after the funeral, Thomas went back to the empty house, wandering, grieving about the woman that he loved. And while he was doing that, he went upstairs to the room and sat down beside the bed that she had laid for so many months and sat in the chair that was right next to the bed. As he sat down, he noticed that her diary was there. And he began to open it up and begin to look through it. And one entry caught his eye. It said, yesterday, he spent an hour with me. And it was like being in heaven. I loved him so much. He turned a few more pages and read, I listened all day to hear his steps in the hallway. And now it's late. I guess he won't see me. He threw the book down and read to the cemetery and fell to the grave sobbing. I didn't know. If only I would have known that you wanted me, I would have been there. You see, every relationship, every moment is so important. And maybe today you feel trapped in a pit, hoping that you have another opportunity. I want to encourage you. Don't jump out of God's purpose. Because your relationship that you desire will take work. Don't jump out of the promises of God because your relationship is going to take work. And even though you, don't, you do not see it right now, the thing that we have to understand is that the journey doesn't always look like the destination. You see, you may have a destination in your relationship. But then when you become you start having roadblocks and you start having uh, different scenarios that come up and all of a sudden the journey doesn't come to what the relationship and what the destination was supposed to be. 
and you start to have those questions. I want you to know that love comes after the sacrifice. And love comes after the commitment. See, it's the same thing that Jesus did us, that Jesus has done for us. Love comes after the sacrifice. Jesus sacrificed for us that we may know him. And his love comes after the commitment. If you have your Bible or your central app, Central Church app today, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 37, verses 5 and 6. It says, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more because there was dissension in the family. There was, there was, you know, I mean, how many of you have brothers or sisters? You know, there are moments and times when brothers and sisters kind of have little sparks, right? Little, little, uh gatherings that aren't always the healthiest right and and so we see here they're they're having some they're having that and now joseph is sharing a dream and he said to them listen to this dream i had we were binding sheaves of grain out of the field when suddenly my sheep rose and stood upright while while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it his brother said to him do you intend to reign over us i mean here's a big question here's little bro coming up and saying hey you're going to worship me you're going to bow down to me, right? And he says, are you intending to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he said. You see, Joseph started off with a great life. But it was not an easy life. His dad loved him more than his 11 brothers. And this led to those feelings that they were talking about. Joseph had big dreams being given a vision and purpose for his life, but there were events that he encountered that seemed to temporarily change the course of those dreams. And we've all had those dreams as well. Dreams of how we will live our lives. Dreams of how our life will turn out. Dreams of how our relationship will be. And many times these dreams that have been impressed on us by God himself. But when will they stop being but when will they stop being dreams and turn into reality? When will these dreams be fulfilled? And what do we do in the meantime? And I hope over this entire series of love and war and through the, those of, that were able to attend the weekend to remember and, and understand that's what we're talking about. When is when are these dreams going to come? When are they going to be put in play and what do we do in the meantime proverbs 16 9 says in the hearts humans plan their course but the lord establishes their steps in their hearts humans plan their course you and i we plan our course but the lord establishes the steps which is saying that we have to be the one to go we have to be the one to step And when we are obedient in those areas, when we are obedient to step, then God begins to establish the steps. The thing that we have to understand again is that the journey doesn't always look like the destination. Don't lower your standards to someone else's expectation in exchange for being accepted by them. Don't lower the standard that you have set for yourself, what God has instituted in your life. This is the standard that I'm going to live by. And then we become uh, around other individuals. We become uh, 
associated with different groups, and all of a sudden, the standard that we have to live for Jesus Christ, the standard that we have to move forward, all of a sudden, we exchange it for being accepted by them. We want that acceptance. And can I tell you this morning, the only thing that we need to be accepted for is the fact that Jesus is our King. You see, when standards aren't met, we have the power to do something about it. When expectations aren't met, the power is in someone else's hands. So we need to remember that there's, there's, the, there's a, a step that we can take. Standard, our standard expectation says respect your opinion, feelings, and needs. There's, there's a standard that we have that we cannot lower just to have acceptance for someone else. There's a standard in your relationship. Maybe it's at a business. Maybe you're an employer. Maybe you're an employee. Maybe you're dating. Maybe you're single here this morning yearning for that that, that relationship. But the standard that you have can't be changed or lowered just because you want that, just because you need it. We have to remain faithful. We have to remain uh, uh, and have that relationship as a, as a business owner and, and to have that integrity. Because God doesn't want us to lower our standard just to have acceptance of people or things. And so we see, we see here in, in, in Genesis, and we, and we, and we see Joseph, and, and here he is. He's got this dream. And he's talking to his brothers, and the brothers are like, Right? And the brothers go off, and Joseph is sitting at home, and he's sitting with his, with his dad, and his dad's like, hey, why don't you go check out your brothers? Why don't you go see where they're at? Joseph had no intentions to go see his brothers. And there are times in your life that you had no intentions of going through a difficult time in your life. You had no intentions of taking this right turn and all of a sudden seeing what was going to become. Joseph was sitting with his father. And so we read in Genesis 37, verse 23 and 24, it says, So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him off his robe. Because, you see, they saw him in a distance. And they said, there he is. He's coming. And anger and frustration was welling up within the brothers. And so when he got there, they stripped him of his robe. They had a plan that robe, that ornate robe that he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern, and the cistern was empty, and there was no water in it. So in your notes, it talks about there are moments when betrayal wasn't designed to break you, but deliver you. There are moments in our lives where betrayal, the, the, your friend, that relationship that you had as a friend, that you were, things were happening, and, and they betrayed you, it isn't always designed to break you, but to deliver you. Maybe God's showing you that you don't need to be in that relationship. He's wanting you to deliver you out of that relationship. And so because of that hardship and because of that heartbreak, God's bringing you into a new place, a new season, that God wants to see you have victory in your life. As believers, we have to be aware of our actions as we enter the pit. Our complaining, our attitude can tarnish our testimony and set a terrible example of the love of our Savior. God won't promote us if we are unfaithful while in the pit. And if we fail to glorify Him while we're there, 
If we wish to be promoted, then we must remain faithful to keep God's commandments and set a good example of the love of Jesus Christ. Just as Joseph's brothers tried to thwart his dream, other people may come to try to dash your dream. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many are the plans in a person's heart. You have dreams. And as we draw closer to the Lord, I believe God's given us those dreams of how we can make our relationship better. How we can, how we can do things better. We have a dream. But it says, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. God's leading you to where he needs to go. Joseph was in a pit. He struggled with his brothers. He he went to a place that he was not going to go. He was not going to go to this pit. He was not going to go to this area that his brothers were at. But he went. And because he went, he got thrown into a pit. But yet we can be reassured it was the Lord's purpose that prevails. God had a plan. Sometimes we choose to go someplace that we shouldn't. But God still has a plan to get you out of that. Genesis 39.2 says, The Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered, and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. And so from that time that he was in a pit, he transferred and he got sold as a slave. And as he was sold as a slave, he, had, he, he got into, this, into the uh, a house of the Egyptian master, and he began to prosper. Again, God had purpose that prevailed. And so we see that in your notes, it says that look for God's favor to free you. And so we see that even though there was things that took place, God wants to have favor in your life. Don't quit in the pit because the pit will become your testimony. Some of you are in a pit today. It may be finances, it may be your marriage, it may be your dating life, it, 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 it may be anything that, that's there, you're, but you're in a pit. But we can't quit. Don't quit in the pit because the, the pit will be your testimony. There's going to be something from that pit as you remain faithful, as you remain close to the Lord, as you continually connect with those other believers in our church and, and others that will encourage you, but as you're in that pit, it will provide a testimony for you. And even though we want to be in a palace, it is while we are in the pit that we will begin to see God's favor. Doing the right thing isn't always easy. There can be consequences for our obedience. But keep in mind, though, that the final outcome of one obedience is life. That Jesus' purpose for you is to have life in the name of Jesus. We should never settle for temporary pleasure in the lieu of eternal gain. Joseph realized this fact and remained faithful to the Lord, and as a result, he was hurled into another pit. At what point do you say, oh my goodness, Every time I go after the Lord, every time I get a little bit closer to the Lord, every time I make decisions for the Lord, I seem like I get into another pit. Well, here's a prime example of Joseph. 
Joseph had favor. God was using him. God was, God was presenting him in a place that was going to provide a great turnaround for his brothers. But yet he didn't know it. So we look in Genesis 39, 11 and 12. It says, one day he went into the house to attend his duties. And so he's in Potiphar's house, his master's house. He had, he's been blessed to have all kinds of things to get him by. Here's a man that was hurled into a pit, turned into slavery, that was brought into a house. He's here. It says that none of his household servants was inside. And so she caught him. She is Potiphar's wife. Caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. So in your notes it says, we need to be committed to where God is taking us that we are willing to leave what we have. See, Joseph had everything. Everything that he would desire, everything that you would desire in life. He won the billion-dollar jackpot. He had it all. And even though his circumstances may not have been where he was free, he still had it all. We need to be committed to where God has taken us that we are that we are willing to leave what we have. Even though you may have it all, even though you may have everything in the world, if those things are causing you a separation from God, we have to leave what we have. Our commitment to where God is taking us will lead us to a place that sometimes we have to sacrifice. Sometimes we have to give up. Sometimes in a relationship, as a husband, you have to be willing to give up your pride. You have to be willing to surrender yourself to your spouse in order for that relationship to grow. See, when we're committed to where God has taken us, we are willing to leave what we have. I'm willing to leave the things that, that I want in my relationship so that my relationship can grow. It's so important as we continue as a church that God is moving us and taking us. Sometimes we have to be willing to leave what we have. Some of, for some of us, that's time. Time, time I believe, in, in, in our world today is, is, a, is a tool of the enemy because our time is wrapped around everything we do. And I'm a testament to that. 7 a.m., 6 a.m. to till the sun comes up the next day, it seems like sometimes. We're addicted to time. But Joseph was unwilling to compromise his standard just so someone else could be satisfied. It goes back to our time that we talked about the expectations. We can't lower our expectations just so someone else can be satisfied. Joseph had to decide whether to be faithful to God even in the midst of a temptation. You see, temptation is not the sin. We are all tempted. Even Jesus was tempted. But temptation is an opportunity to choose what is right. And Joseph did. He ran. And I encourage you today that when you see sin in your life, back in 
back in uh, when I was a youth pastor back in the day, there was a there was a, uh, a youth conference, and one of the things he was talking about sin, and and he was like, when you see sin, you need to run, you need to scream at him, sin, and just look at you know because when you you need to call it out sometimes, right? And 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 this is what Joseph did. He ran. Yet instead of being rewarded, instead of being rewarded. He was falsely accused and thrown into prison. Here's, a, here's Joseph, and he did everything that God had told him to do, and yet here comes another pit. He was falsely accused. Potiphar's wife accused him of adultery, accused him of wanting to take her to bed, and he was thrown into a pit. But even though that took place, he did the right thing. Regardless of the outcome, God would ultimately honor his integrity. So I can tell you today, secret sins will come out. If he would have made that decision to lay with her and try to keep it quiet and blah, 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 ultimately secret sins will come out. In your relationship, if you're in a dating relationship, it's important to be honest. If you're in a, if a marriage relationship, it's important that you have the integrity to be open what's going on because those secret sins will come out and there will be consequences to those sins. And God wants you to get to your destination. Psalms 23, 4 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will hear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so I want you right now, I want you just to say the word through through because when we look at the word through even though i walk through it doesn't say even though i sit it doesn't say even though i did my own thing it says even though i walked through the darkest valley what what the psalmist is trying to say here is what joseph did he walked through that pit and there are things that are going on in our life that we have to be willing to walk through it it's hard it's difficult it's a challenge I'm going around and, 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 and praying for farmers, um, and I was at a, a place this past week, and his auger broke, and then a new auger came in, and it was the wrong auger, and then another auger came in, and it was the wrong auger, and for you farmers in the house today, when you have a, when you have a, a, a John Deere technician on site for seven hours, it's probably not very cheap, Right? But his, his testimony was, what else am I going to do? Just trust in the Lord. And this is the part that we talk about walking through. There are moments in our lives that we just have to walk through and trust in the Lord. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff will comfort me. I want you to be encouraged that God is there, but you have to be able to walk through it. Not just sit and not just hope. And not just pray, say, oh God, will you please deliver me from this? But to be able to walk through. So then we see in Genesis 39, 21, it says, The Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So now, here's Joseph. He's, he's thrown into this pit. He doesn't know his destination. His journey, his journey is jacked up. He's like, this is crazy. And all of a sudden, he's in this prison, and all of a sudden, 
the warden of the prison begins to show favor to Joseph. And you may feel at the rock bottom, but start being intentional with where God has you. Start being intentional to where God has you. I'm, this is where I'm at. I'm on step A. You don't know how to get to step Z, but be intentional and continually trust in the Lord. Continually put yourself in, in, in the places that, will, that God can use you. Continually trust Him to get you to the next place. Evaluate your life and say, you know, God, the, these things in my life that I'm doing right now aren't where I need to be. And help me to be intentional to start pulling those things, start pulling the weeds out of my life. Give me the strength, God, to begin to take this that's holding me back in my relationship. Well, I'm just a quiet guy. I'm just a quiet person. I don't say much. Be intentional in how you can communicate in your relationship so secret sins don't start coming up because you haven't talked. Be intentional in the things that you're doing so those areas that the enemy wants to destroy can have life. Joseph remained faithful to the Lord. Therefore, God's favor continued to rest on him at all times, even during his adversity. Let's remember not to complain when we're in the pit, but let us remain faithful where God has placed us. And in time, we will be promoted when the Lord sees fit. You see, when we, when we base our relationship with Jesus just by what we have and what we get, then pretty soon we can start trying to justify why we can walk away from him, why this God thing isn't real. But when we can begin to remain faithful like Joseph, one pit after the other, understanding that the journey doesn't always reflect our destination. But it's our testimony through every pit that we go through, our testimony of how awesome God is and how we are being transformed and sanctified and, and growing in the Lord. Not the same today as we were yesterday, that there's something new and fresh that's happening. And I believe that, I believe that God was using Joseph in all those different pit scenarios. I believe God was using Joseph to, to make an impact in other people's lives. And God wants to use you as you go through the pit. To be able to have an impact on someone else's life. And so there's five anchors in a relationship. The first anchor is telling the truth. 1 Corinthians 13, 6 says, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Tell the truth. Again, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. That we have to be honest and we have to be obedient in that relationship because we need to be able to tell the truth it's so easy in a relationship to allow time to go by and then forget to say something that is important thomas carlisle said if i would have only known that she wanted to see me well you see there's a lack of communication because he treated her like a secretary he treated her like like an employee and so he got to do everything that he wanted to do. And she was just a second-hand piece. 
And she cried out. I hope that I hear his footsteps today. I tell you today, we have to be able to tell the truth. To have a vibrant relationship. relationship. Number two is we have to be transparent. James 5, 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Be Be transparent as you go through a pit, as you are in your relationship. And if you're single here today, can I tell you that God wants favor in your life. God wants you to have favor. God wants you in that relationship. And you may feel like you're in a pit and you're not finding anybody that you like. But I kind of tell you, be transparent. Continually be an example of Christ. Continually go to Him. Continually talk to Him. Number three says, an anchor is keeping your word. Luke 8, 17 says, For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out, of, brought out into the open. Keeping your word. When you're in a relationship, it's so important to be able to keep your word, to have that integrity, to, to, to build that trust. For there is nothing hidden that will be dis- not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known. But we need to be able to be willing to share and to keep our word of what God's taken us. Number four, the fourth anchor is offer acceptance. Romans fifteen seven, Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to our God. Offer acceptance. God wants you to have a vibrant and a vibrant relationship. He wants your business to be vibrant. He wants your workplace to be vibrant. We have to be willing to accept when people bring life and speak life into us. And the last anchor is 1 John 3.18. It says, Dear children, let us not love with your words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Demonstrate sorrow, repentance, and accountability. To have a, a vibrant relationship, we have to demonstrate sorrow, repentance and accountability and then in hebrews 10 24 and 25 it says and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching can i tell you this morning that the the day is approaching i don't know the hour i don't know the time but i believe the lord is returning he's preparing us to be passionate in our presentation of the gospel. To be passionate in our relationship with him. Because time is ticking. And it's our responsibility to go into all the world and share the gospel. God wants us to do great things in your life just as he did in the life of, jo- of Joseph. Your call is to simply stay faithful and God will do the work and he will receive the glory. Joseph showed up showed us how God wants us to live in the struggles of our joys. You see, we've all seen that God gives us a vision 
or a calling. That no matter what happens to us, we must remain faithful to believe that the Lord has promised us that, he will, that these things will come to pass. There will be times of great hardships and when we feel as if we've fallen into a deep pit with no way out. And there's going to be times of abundance. But sometimes those things can fool us into thinking that we've reached our destination. How we react during these times will determine whether or not we are able to finally reach the place of our calling. Don't fall short. Don't fall short. There is something that God is going to use you. And even though you may feel like you're at the destination so you can take a deep breath, it might be that you're just at a pit. You might just be the place that you're in that, that place that you have to walk through. We will remain, will we remain faithful to the Lord at times in both large and small tasks and in want or abundance? If we remain faithful to the Lord, then he will fulfill a vision that he has placed in your heart. So this morning as we close today, what is your dream? What is your dream? What kind of relationship do you want to have? What kind of relationship do you want to have with the Lord? What kind of relationship do you want to have with your spouse? What kind of relationship do you want in the the dating scene? What kind of relationship do you want as a business, as an employee? God will fulfill the vision that he's placed in your heart. Even though the journey does not reflect the destination, God wants us to be faithful. Amen? God is good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. for what you've done. God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the amazing accomplishments that we have. We thank you, God, for the amazing relationships that are in this place. We thank you, God, that we can walk through the valley and that you'd get us to the other side. God, we we are thankful for all that you've done. Lord, help us to be faithful in our relationship, God. Help us, Heavenly Father, to know that you are our anchor so that we can be an anchor in the relationships that we have. God, I pray that fruit will grow in people's lives. And if there's someone in this place today that is struggling, that is hurt, our prayer partners will be in the back. Because it's not just the fact that we step back to the back and ask for prayer that the, that the foundation has slipped away. But when we take a step of faith, God begins to do the work in our lives. And you might need, you might need some restoration. You might need some healing in your life. You might need something that, that only God can do. And the enemy right now is speaking to you, saying, well, you don't have to do it now. You can do it this afternoon. But time is our enemy. Today's the day that you can take action. Right now is a moment that you can take action. So God, I pray that you'd speak to the hearts of the people today, Lord. Help them, Lord, with words to say to their, to those that are around them, those that are, 
are in their relationship, God, give them words to communicate, to be honest and truthful and transparent. Help them, God, today not to be able to lower their standards, just to have acceptance from somebody else. But God, build that relationship. Maybe you're here this morning and that relationship with Jesus is in question. Maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life. Today, you can by simply confessing that Jesus is Lord and believing that he went to the cross for your sins, died on that cross, was buried and rose again, sitting beside the Father. He did that for you. And you've taken it for granted. And you thought that you were at your destination. But now you realize it just needs to start. God, today, set people free. Thank you, God, for your forgiveness. Thank you, God, for your love. And Lord, as we sing this last song, God, I pray that we will seek you and worship and thank you for work, for stirring our heart. Thank you, God, for opening our mind. And thank you, God, for bringing us peace in your word. In Jesus' name we pray.